Hey everyone, this is Bob Brooks, and uh, you are listening to the Prudent Money Podcast, which we post every day. It's a recording of the Prudent Money Radio Show. Today I talked about part two of the slam dunk investment strategies. And the reality is there is none, but pop culture, finance, financial media will have you believe that there is a, a there's a lot of uh, investment strategies that are slam dunk, but it's just not true. I talk about the rest of my list and uh, got through it by the end of the program. And really the answer is there, I think a successful investing requires that you have a number of investment strategies that you use together. If you would like a, a an opinion on the investment strategy that you're using, make sure that you go to the website and I'll take a look at it for you and I'll let you know what I think. Uh, info at prudentmoney.com. Happy to look at whatever you're doing and give you an opinion. So uh, always a resource that uh, you can find at prudentmoney.com. Keep the faith. Hey everyone, this is Greg Laurie of A New Beginning, heard daily on Bible School Radio, 91.3 KDKR, Decatur, Dallas, Fort Worth, and on 91.3 KYJC Commerce. Portions of KDKR programming do not necessarily reflect the views of this station, its management, or staff. Prudent Money with Bob Brooks is sponsored by the Prudent Money Foundation on 91.3. Well, does anything always work when it comes to investing? Part 2. Today we're going to take a look. Stay tuned for Prudent Money. Good afternoon, this is Bob Brooks, and you are listening to the Prudent Money Radio Show. Thank you so much for joining me today. You know I do appreciate it. Listen, if you got a question for me, you can always go to the website. There's a couple of ways to take advantage of what we have at the website. The first is strictly an email. Send me your questions, and I will answer your questions for you. And a lot of times we can get that taken care of just through the email. Then there's more compli- uh, complicated and complex type questions they may need a little bit of uh, uh, more more development of time and and, uh, and and figure out what's going on there. And we can do that over the phone. All you have to do is, is go to my calendar, and I've set aside each week two or three, four maybe uh, different times where you, uh, uh, spaces can be reserved for a phone call. And uh, I, I really felt led to do that. We started that about four or five weeks ago. And uh, it's, it's a great way to help you if I, if I can be a help to you and get your questions answered. So just uh, book that and we'll get you taken care of. That's all at the website, www.prudentmoney.com. Well, for a second day in a row, market is uh, pretty lackluster, really about the only way that you can say it. Not much going on, not much movement. I think the, the markets are trying to figure out what Christmas Christmas buying season looks like. What I've seen so far, and I came across a, an article today that was talking about how we had, they had, I think it was Thursday, which, which doesn't anybody spend time th- with Thanksgiving. It makes you wonder. But Thursday, they had a record number of people shopping, something like that. You'll get the, the gist of what I'm about to say, though. But even with the record number of people shopping, they spent less, considerably less, than they have in the past. 
And I think that's what you're going to see in the numbers. I, I, the, the problem with retailers is that they can only lower prices so much. Whereas maybe they had the ability to do that more so in years past. This time around, not so much. And, you know, the, the Black Friday, I, we was out with my wife and we were in a couple of the malls looking around and just enjoying the day off. And we would walk in and see the Black Friday sale. And it just wasn't much of a sale. It was advertised in, in a big way, but not much of a sale. So... We shall see what it turns out to, to be. It's just hard to, it's hard to believe that Christmas is around the corner. I mean, literally around the corner. How quickly it got here. How quickly this year has gone by. And uh, we just stay so busy in our lives and things that we've got going on. So I would encourage you as we head into the new year to take each day as its own and make sure you're 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 investing it because you don't you have no idea what tomorrow brings we were talking my Alyssa and I were talking about this earlier is that uh, you know all we know what's happening is right in the present and don't know what tomorrow holds so make sure that you appreciate what you have because really the present is God's present to us so yesterday we started talking about the slam dunk solution to investing. Is there such a thing? And pop culture finance, we'll just call that mainly the financial media, with Wall Street, financial service companies, keep it easy, we call it financial media, certainly does make it look like that investing, that is an easy thing to do, an easy process to go. And I think what we want to do is we want to believe that that is true. Because as I said yesterday, if it is true, that means we can do it. We can understand what we're doing. We can leave it alone. We don't have to make decisions. We can take some risk. It's no big deal because it always works. Think about that for a second. Makes no sense, does it? Because it's not that way. It's not easy, uh, an easy process. Now, not to say something discouraging like it's not an easy process. I think you know it's not an easy process. But through a little invest, investment of time and education, you can become better at something by understanding it a little bit more. So I came up with, I just wanted 10, but I came up with 11. 10 is a little bit easier to, to break it down into, but 11. We'll go through all of them. Uh, different investing ideas that it's made out to be, you know, just do this and it's so simple to do. I was watching a video yesterday and uh, this speaker, she's usually, I mean, I, it was interesting. She usually is, it's an opinion, it's an opinion-based uh, video that she releases every day. She's really, actually, she's really good. She talks about every, I mean, just about everything that you can possibly imagine, mostly been focusing on what's happening in uh, the Gaza Strip and what's been happening with the the economy and just all these kinds of different things. But yesterday I, I flipped it on. I, I was about to scroll past it and decided to, to back up and listen to it for a few minutes. She was talking about dollar cost averaging as if that is the way to go. That's a slam dunk way. That's when you put the same amount into an investment 
each month and you buy it at different levels of, of uh, price levels and it averages out to your entire investment could be averages uh, out to a lower price giving you a bigger profit but the bottom line is it works and uh, I would not argue it does work but there's sometimes it, it may not work to your advantage like you think that it would be so it's important to when you hear these about these concepts of investing that you are able to interpret what you're hearing and that you're able to kind of pick it apart and look at both sides. You know, I always talk about this because it, I just really believe in that from a stewardship standpoint, we got to look at both sides of the story, kind of see and, and educate ourselves on both sides of the story and see where we land. What is our belief about something? How do we go about investing because of what we just heard, do we? Is this something we add to our, our our basic strategy of investing, or is it something that we see the holes in it? I mean, I would suggest what we're talking about that every single thing I, that I bring up, that I brought up yesterday and to bring up today, is something that's a viable way to invest. It's just that it's not the secret. It's not the thing that works all the time because it doesn't exist. So yesterday I talked about the popular big name stocks. I talked I talked about the uh, when a when a, uh, a stock such as an artificial intelligence stock, to, which is the story today, how it's important to buy up those stocks because they're they're going to go to the moon and back. I talked about what happens. We broke down what happened to Citibank, Citigroup. Excuse me. And uh, how they went from four dollar or twelve dollars a share in 1993 to four hundred and five dollars a share in 2007, only to finish 2009 at like eleven dollars and forty-five cents or something like that. But you get the, just the story. These uh, big runs don't last forever, and some of them in, uh, end up as a like a disaster. Same thing happened with GameStop, a, a, a company that was about to go into bankruptcy. All of a sudden, this, this, this stock just takes off and goes from $1.25 a share in May of 2020 to June, I believe it was, of 2021, $86 a share, back down to around $12 a share today. Pretty brutal ride. And then talked about market timing, which I agree with pop culture finance that it is, it is highly unlikely that you are going to be able to time the market Time the tops to get out. Time the bottoms to get in. It's luck. It, it, don't let anybody to, to fool you and tell you differently. It is luck. I've never met or uh, known of anyone who can perfectly time the market. I get close. Might have a pretty good batting average, but not always. The next one, is, you hear this quite a bit, dividend-paying stocks. The, it's a, a great type of stock to invest in during the bad times of the market because they still pay out dividends. Well, that's true and maybe not true because there's, there's a couple things that you have to consider. First of all, a dividend-paying stock, a stock like uh, AT&T comes to mind, that pays dividends regularly could run into trouble 
and stop paying or suspend their dividends, which is not good. So it's not a, a guarantee that they're always going to pay dividends. It's first thing. Second thing is the stock itself could still go down in value. So you still have to deal with that. And then the worst case scenario is that if a stock goes down in value 35, 40, 45%, then stops paying dividends and goes down another 15 or 20% only to have a long road of, uh, of um, recovery ahead of them. So it's interesting because dividend paying stocks are not doing so hot today. Markets up double digits. There's an exchange uh, traded fund which is an investment uh, just like a mutual fund, but except it sells, you can buy and sell it like a stock during the day, of dividend-paying stocks. In fact, it's probably one of the largest dividend stock-paying ETFs that's out there. As of yesterday, it was down a negative 5.9% when the market is, was up double digits. Negative 5.9%. This was supposedly a good year, and that strategy actually lost money. But if I could, if I had a dollar for every time I've heard on any one of these uh, financial media talk shows that, hey, you know, buy good, a good dividend-paying stock, it pays off. Well, not always does it pay off. Uh, depends on a lot of variables. Hey, this is Bob Brooks. We're up against a break. Stick around. More to come. See you in a minute. The Word for Today is excited to announce the new official online home for the ministry of Pastor Chuck Smith and K. Smith, PastorChuck.org. At PastorChuck.org, you'll have instant access to thousands of hours of verse-by-verse teaching by Pastor Chuck Smith from Genesis through Revelation, and full access to special messages on subjects such as prophecy and much, much more. Also at PastorChuck.org, a full library of great teachings by K. Smith and a section where you can read some of Pastor Chuck's books online, all free of charge. So visit the new official online home of The Word for Today and the ministry of Pastor Chuck and Kay Smith. PastorChuck.org The Gospel of Jesus Christ demonstrates the matchless grace of God. We often sing about amazing grace, how sweet the sound. But perhaps you're not sure what grace is or why it's so amazing. I'm John Monroe, and Wednesday on The Verdict, we're beginning a new study on the grace of God. I hope you'll join me Wednesday on The Verdict. The Verdict, weekday mornings at 10.30, here on Bible School Radio, KDKR. Have you ever encountered someone who talks too much? Most of their words may be idle chatter, but with many words comes a serious risk of causing harm. So Wednesday on Focal Point, Pastor Mike Fabares shows us how to avoid wounding others with our words. Listen to this helpful lesson Wednesday on Focal Point with Pastor Mike Fabares. Focal Point, weekday mornings at 8.30, here on Bible School Radio, KDKR. Welcome back. This is Bob Brooks, and you are listening to the Prudent Money Radio Show. Thank you so much for joining me today. You know I do appreciate it. We're talking about, is there such a thing as a slam-dunk investment strategy? We're on part two. did part one yesterday. If you didn't get a chance to hear it, you can go and listen to the podcast 
which is posted wherever you enjoy consuming podcasts. So uh, we should be on there anyway. We're on, uh, I think, all of them. So go check it out. I know a lot of people listen to the podcast, and for that I am grateful. And it's a good way to catch up on Prudent Money when you were not available to hear it. I know you're busy. No things come up. So uh, take advantage of that podcast. So we are on number five. And it, this, is, this is one that always just uh, blows my mind. I, and I haven't seen one in a long time. It'll be a commercial based on some black box trading software. All you have to do, I mean, literally, is spend 10 minutes a week and you can realize your financial dreams. Let me just be real clear and say it this way. If, I mean, I do this for a living, manage and invest money. If I knew of a secret that was out there, or if any one of these commercials I, I, I watched and said, well, that's the, I would, I would do it. Certainly would do it. Why wouldn't I do it? But if I knew the secret of untold riches and how to make it in the stock market, guess what? I wouldn't do an infomercial talking about it. Wouldn't tell anybody. Because a, 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 the secret to making billions of dollars in the stock market is a secret. Once it gets out, it's not so much a secret anymore. So you, use, use a little bit of common sense. I, I think we, what, we, what, what these companies do is they, they play off of people's emotions. Because once again, we would all like to think that it's easy to make money. And it's, it, it's, it's a process that's not always easy. Number six, the old 60-40 split when it comes to investing which means is you can combat risk you can take advantage of market opportunities by just investing 60 percent of your portfolio in stocks and 40 percent into bonds the thing about that what, what makes it so is the diversification angle of it but keep, keep in mind, as we talk about diversification, we're talking about different types of different types of investments versus the number of investments. So when you say 60-40 bonds and stocks, that's two types of investments, better than just being in one or the other. But the 60-40 arrangement has been a disaster. And, uh, I mean, because 40% stock, uh, bonds have been done horrible. Stocks did horrible last year. It's just not been good. And so the financial media, pop culture finance, talks about, well, 60-40 dead. No, 60-40 is not dead. It's not, is it, uh, is not, is it not relevant anymore? No, it's just that it's not a perfect investment philosophy it's not a slam dunk it doesn't work all the time it's really pretty easy when you know when you think about it, it just doesn't work all the time still is a is a is a, a a decent strategy it gets at least two different asset classes it weighs it a little bit heavier on the stocks than the bonds 
I take it in my workshops a step further, number seven. If you're willing to look at 60-40, then why don't you entertain a 50-50, a 40-60, an 80-20, or a 20-80? Take that, that's, uh, the uh, bonds, with the exception of this last three years, and, uh, and consider those more of the safer outlet to invest into. Now, we all know that bonds have lost a lot of money, which because it's not a slam dunk investment. But why not shift if you think that six, and this is not market timing, this is simply adjusting for risk. And if we're in this model, if you're going to adjust for risk, you raise the bond part and you lower the stock part. It's, risk, it's, like, it's like pushing down on the accelerator and making your car go faster or push down on the brake and make your car go slower. So one of the things I talk about in my workshops is have, you know, four or five different portfolio arrangements, an 80-20, 50-50, 60-40. So if you're 60-40 in stocks and bonds and you want to reduce the risk, what do you do? Maybe you go down to 50-50 and maybe you go down to 40% stocks and 60% bonds. I will tell you this, I've said this many times, not a, uh, not a piece of advice by any stretch, but uh, just uh, an opinion that I have is that bonds are going to be an unbelievable investment one day. <laughs> I don't think anytime soon. But at some point, the bond market is going to stop losing money. And it's going to have kind of a dual benefit. The risk level that goes along with bonds, which is lower than that of stocks. And then the, the, the profit potential of having some big years in bonds because it, it got decimated in the market. So like I said, I don't think we're there quite yet. Number eight, it, well, if money markets are paying 5%, why don't I just keep my money in money markets? Money markets are one of the, gr the great untold stories because they are, yes, they are paying 5%, uh, upper 4%. Uh, it's a tough time for banks because banks can't maintain, for some reason, can't maintain paying that type of money market where Fidelity or a Vanguard can just pay it and keep paying it and it's no big deal. But that too shall decline in interest paid. It's not, uh, it's not something that, that's going to last forever. You'll, I believe you'll, you, you'll start to see money markets decline back down to four, maybe three and a half percent when they start lowering interest rates, the Federal Reserve Board. Having said that, and I wrote this to, to in my client letter today, I don't see that happening for a long time. There's a lot of people who disagree with that. I just, I just think that they've got to get beyond the danger of the reigniting asset bubbles or in, the stock market, the real estate markets, the bond markets. If you start lowering interest rates now, where we are currently sitting at a really still with the stocks being overvalued, it'd be a disaster. And they know that. 
fixed indexed annuities. I could spend a lot of time on this one because this is marketed as a slam dunk. I mean, think about it. What investment participates with the stock market as it goes up and never loses money if the stock market goes down? Think about that for a couple of minutes. That, that sounds like a pretty good deal. Well, that's what a fixed indexed annuity does in a very, very loose general terms. I was talking to somebody today about uh, some annuities, uh, fixed index annuities that were sold to her, her father, and she, she, uh, who's in a nursing home, and uh, she said that they have always concerned her because she doesn't know when something's going to come up that she didn't know was there. You know, the thing that she didn't know about, the restriction that, that uh, keeps you from getting your money, you know, something like that. The, the problem with these fixed index annuities, there's a lot to know, a lot to understand to see if it's really, truly the right investment for yourself. First, to start with, it takes a very risk-averse person uh, to uh, look at these and consider these as, as investments. They can be a great investment. They can also be a disaster if they're not the right fit. Uh, but that, that is something that uh, doesn't always pan out like it's advertised. And then today we, uh, we talked a little bit, this is my 10th one, talked about bonds. I think bonds have shocked a lot of people because bonds were always characterized as the investment that uh, never, you know, never really loses money. In fact, some people will tell you, I have, my, I have my money in bonds that don't lose money, but they do, and they have, and they will. I think it's been a very expensive lesson for a lot of people who had maybe the wrong idea about bonds. And, you know, one of the things that we've, uh, uh, another thing I wrote about today in my, my uh, client letter is that bonds are signaling through interest rates some very troubling forecasts for the economy and the stock market. Something that uh, you don't see often reported about uh, for pop culture finance because stocks, from their eyes, are a slam dunk investment idea as well. It gets very complicated. But bottom line is, there are no slam dunk investment ideas, but there are a lot of great strategies that you can use in combination with the other and uh, get you to where you need to go. I think that's the, uh, the very good news about it. Well, listen, if you've got a question for me, please go to the website. Check it out. Let me know what you think about it. Prudentmoney.com is the website. And send that question in because we are all out of time. Till we do meet again next time. Keep the faith and have a great rest of the day. That's all the time we have for today. Questions or comments for Bob or to find out more great information like what you've just heard, visit www.prudentmoney.com. Be sure to join Bob Brooks again for the next edition of Prudent Money.